You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. Okay. I'm here at GDC at the IGF Student Showcase. Uh, with me is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Oh, my name is Dan Breiner. I was the uh, level designer and producer on the project called Polarity. And what's Polarity about? Polarity is a 2D platforming puzzle game based on the concept of magnetism. So you basically play as a character with a magnetic suit and you have various abilities in the game like uh, being able to change your magnetic charge or like strengthening your magnetic field. Um, how did you, or how, what inspired the idea to happen? Uh, a number of games inspired the idea. I think we originally got it when we were playing uh, Twilight Princess for the first time, and they did some things with magnetic boots in the game, and we really thought the concept could be taken a lot further. So then we drew inspiration from a number of other games that use polarity mechanics, like Ikaruga on the GameCube. And so what was the process then of designing and developing it? Did you first come out with prototypes? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we started the project by prototyping probably 10 different ideas. Uh, this, this was only one of the 10, and we got a, a really broad feel for, for some different things of what worked and what didn't work. Uh, for example, we tried this game called, uh, I think it was called Morse Code Mega Man, and the, the concept was to make uh, a game where, that you played with a single button. And we, we implemented a very basic version of it, but we found out right away that it really sucked. So <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go with that idea. We tried to choose an idea that had really simple mechanics and also showed a little bit of potential for gameplay. And so once you chose this idea, how did you go about developing it, and what were some of the other challenges that you experienced? Uh, well, the development process, uh, we were up against a number of different challenges because there were some things with this that we, we had never dealt with before, like uh, we used a grid system, and we didn't exactly know how to, g to go about texturing a grid system. So we tried some things that worked and tried some things that didn't work. That didn't work, I'm sorry. Uh, basically, the pipeline was we would uh, prototype out some ideas on paper. We would then take those into our level editor and build a, a very basic version of those, go out and play test those, get a little bit of feedback, change some things around, then go into our, our art texture tiling algorithm and, and place all the the little texture tiles on there that we take it into Maya and put in any like 3D set pieces like if there's a uh, 3D planet in the background and we put on in the 2D backgrounds as well and then export that out with some of the effects like the, the electricity effects and that's basically how we put the whole thing together. Um, what were some of the challenges and things brought up by playtesting? Oh well as, as a level designer one of the things I learned right away was that everything I designed was pretty hard <laughs> at first so like players were totally uh, not getting it. So as, as I went along, uh, you know, I, I would design a puzzle or a platforming section and then kind of cut the difficulty in half and then cut the difficulty in half again before I ever even put it in front of playtesters' eyes. Um, but I, I can say that playtesting is completely invaluable. Like, you can't put a price on it because you find out very quickly uh, after working on the game for even a week, like you lose track, you, you lose the ability to see what is wrong with your game very quickly. But the key is you can see the people who can see what's wrong with your game, and you have to take that into account and try to make the changes you can. Were there any fundamental changes that had to happen based on playtesting feedback? Uh, yeah, one of the fundamental changes we had was at first uh, the player did not have the ability to uh, change direction in midair. 
And, and that, while that may seem like a very l small thing, that proved to make a lot of our platforming and puzzle sections really, really difficult, like exceedingly so. And while it might not be realistic for the player to be able to change the direction of a jump or something in midair, it's a lot more fun, so we just went with that. Um, now let's move on to level design. Um, what goes into designing a solid level for a game? Um, like, like what's, what's your process for that? Well, if I had the answer for that, I think I could be a really rich man. Um, no, it's, it's basically just try a ton of different stuff, like, and, and do it on paper first, and then build it in a level, and, I, you know, I might build 50 things and then have people test them and only use 10 of them, but, but uh, it's, it, there's no silver bullet. You just got to try a bunch of stuff, test it, and iterate it, change it all the time, and you'll hear the same thing from any other development team. Um, now, in terms of playtesting, then, did you, did you just watch what the people were doing, or did you have to use metrics, or did you measure all that? Or? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, have a, we didn't have, like, the Microsoft Game Lab where we could monitor, you know, in, in, incredible statistics of where players are dying and track things in databases. It was pretty much me, you know, taking my laptop, you know, out to, to meet playtesters and having them play and just... Uh, looking over the shoulder, watching what they're doing, watching what their hands are doing, asking them what they're thinking when they're playing, and trying to do the best we could to adjust from there. Um, now, what about the tools used to either develop the game or to develop the levels? Was there anything interesting different about that? Uh, sure. Most of the game was built in Panda 3D and coded in Python. We did a little bit of programming in C++ just for physics optimizations. Uh, and as I mentioned before, one of the unique things about a project is that for a student project, we build our own level editor. So that proved to be pretty, a very invaluable tool for the iterative process because it allowed us to just change levels really, really quickly. So, so maybe then part of the process of designing a game is developing the tools that allow for the flexibility. I mean, is that something that you guys have taken out of this, or is it just? Oh yeah, I can't even I can't stress enough the importance of flexibility. You can't you can't grow attached to a particular idea or a level or a segment. You've got to be able to to change it because ultimately it's you're making the game for the people that are going to play the game. You're not making it for yourself. So you know if if the playtesting data comes back and and you know, people are not getting this se certain section or they don't like this certain section, you got to cut that section. That's just how it is. And if they do like a particular aspect, you got to try to expand on that. Would you suggest any other tools that would have helped make this game just iterate more quickly and more fast in terms of making it more solid? Uh, the, the only thing that I think would have helped us make this quicker is if we had the tools before we started the project. One of the, one of the tough things was we actually built the level editor tool while we were building the game, so that proved to be a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, also, it would be nice, our tools aren't in incredibly uh, user-friendly. We probably couldn't release them to a, a naive user right now, and they're not incredibly stable either. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of development headaches that we had to put up with, but the game itself does run, and there's, <laughs> there's no major bugs in it. Now, how is using Python for this stuff? I mean, what... I guess, how is Python used, and, and is it useful for game development? You know what? I'm not, a, I'm not a tech guy, and unfortunately, none of our programmers are here right now, so I can't really com comment a whole lot on how Python worked out for them. I know uh, we did have to use C++ just for the speed of some physics calculations. And uh, what's in store, then, for this game? What's, what's next? You know, we don't know what's next. We're going we're gonna to try to expand it. Now that we do have the level editor tool, and we know our pipeline, we can build levels a lot quicker than we could have, you know, at the start of the project. Um, we were a finalist 
for the Gleamy Awards, so you know we're talking about distribution for through the Gleamax portal. And if that happens, we probably build a couple more levels. And we're also thinking about getting the level editor to a point where we could release that for public use and just have people build their own levels and see what they come up with. And where do you see game design going in general? I mean, what do you think about the future of games and and where you like and some of the prospects of potential? Oh, uh, you know, I don't I don't have a crystal ball on the future of games, but uh, I think you you will start seeing. Uh, games that are shorter shorter to make and shorter to play. It's a huge trend in the industry right now. I mean, look at Portal. It was three hours long, but it was in the running for Game of the Year at the Game Developers Choice Awards last night. I mean, because uh, there's a, just a lot of advantages both on the player and the developer side of making a shorter game. And um, I guess, how does CMU, like at CMU, how does that help you? Or what's their process that's helped you make a game like this? I mean, has that been instrumental in terms of making something that's innovative? I mean, is there a unique process that you guys follow? Uh, not necessarily a unique process. I think it's different for every project at the ETC. Uh, but we have a lot of core game design principles that we stick to that probably, you know, any game design institution would have, like rapid prototyping and, and, and playtesting and getting a first playable up absolutely as, as fast as you can. Cool. Uh, that's all I wanted. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot.